And just like that, the break is over. Right, exactly, man. So, yeah, I know, I know, before you guys get all over me about, man, it's been a minute since we've had a new episode. Look, I get it. It's been a little while. But the break is over. We are back. We have some new guests that's going to be coming your way. And so, jump back in. Start checking us out. Watch your social media, man. Every time we're putting out a new episode, should be one a week for the next few weeks. Uh, Make sure that you're jumping in and listening. Make sure that you are subscribed and hit that like button. And uh, man, if you could leave us some comments on the podcast, we'd love to hear your comments. So before we get into the next episode, here is a word for our sponsor. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners? Jeff Lynch coming back again. It's been a little while since we've done one of these, and so I am thrilled that you've come back to our Jeff Lynch On Target podcast. Um, Today, we're starting back in to having some conversations, and so uh, my goal is over the next few weeks uh, to bring a few interviews to you that hopefully will be some conversations that not only will you find interesting, but man, I hope these are conversations that uh, will be people who will encourage you and maybe motivate you and maybe even challenge you in some ways. And so, yes, it's been a little while since we've done one. Took a little break. Y'all know how we do by now. We do the, a few of these, take a little break, get a few more. And so today we're coming back at you, and uh, I am excited to interview my friend James, a.k.a. Jimmy Nestor. Uh, Jimmy, we just got back, man, spent a, spent a, shoot, what did we spend? Five, six hours in the truck riding back from Cleveland, Tennessee, out there with God's pit crew helping to uh, rebuild a house that was blown away by a tornado. And we got to spend a lot of time in the truck just on the way back. Uh, I am just amazed by your story and uh, where you've come from and maybe even where God's taken you. I'm excited to hear about where all of that goes. So so for our listeners, maybe people that haven't heard your story, um, tell us a little bit about about Jimmy Nestor, man. Tell us about kind of where things were, a big change that took place in your life, and we'll just kind of go from there. Okay. Well, yeah, yes, uh, it was definitely um, a very amazing experience with God's pit crew. Um, I, I think it's amazing what God can do, just wa- watching how that, observing how that house was was put together so quickly with so many great volunteers. But as as far as my little story, I, I was uh, fully sighted. Uh, for almost 36 years of my life. Um, I don't know if I've ever even ran into another blind individual, so I I, I guess most people, you know, I can understand a, a lot of different viewpoints. Um, in January of 2014, the center of my right eye basically went away. It snapped my finger. Uh, I didn't know what was going on. Didn't know if it was a scratch, cataract, what it might be. Went to a bunch of different eye doctors, all of them said it's, you know, didn't seem like they had a clue what was going on. So eventually ended up at, uh, um, at the third eye doctor I was at. Um, she was asking me questions and stuff. And, and it, you know, I didn't been going for a couple months to the eye doctors and got frustrated. So I, I um, basically said, Doc, I know what it's like to troubleshoot things. I actually worked on electronics most of my life. I was an electronic technician. Uh, for the for 20 years before I lost my uh, before my my uh, eyesight started going out and um, 
I said, well, you know, this is my life. This is my job. We've got to come up with some kind of solution here. So she writes something down on a sheet of paper and she hands it to me. Of course, I couldn't read what it was. Um, couldn't wasn't able to to read at that time. And uh, I said, "Well, what's this piece of paper says?" She said, "Well, this is a this is a note for work." I said, uh, "A note for work?" I said, "That's not the solution I was looking for. I'm not looking not to work. Mm -hmm. I want a uh, a way to work again." Right, right. I said, "I want to get my eyesight back again." But uh, during this time, I left. I was also falling behind it, and. Um, so she ended up sending me, you know, through a bunch more tests, blood work, MRI, all that fun stuff, uh, steroid injections. And, uh, <laughs> it ended up at Duke and uh, basically done a DNA test and uh, found out what I had. It's called Lieber Hereditary. Um, it's actually something in my DNA um, passed from the mother's gene, and it's it, it's a very rare condition. I'd say I'm a rare breed. So, <laughs> you are that. Like, how a, rare is it? Did they give you statistics on that? Uh, basically, what the doctor told me is, you know, on average, it happens to about 100 American males a year. Mm. So, it, you know, that's it, a lot of people living in America. That's probably a, a very, I don't know the, the population number, but that's a pretty low number. So, man, I, I'm, I don't mean to interrupt you there, but I'm, I'm just thinking about, you know, you fully sighted, had not had any problems with your vision, and all of a sudden your vision starts to go away and then it's then it's gone. Man, what what kind of what kind of emotion? I mean in that in between time between when your right eye goes and then your left eye goes, what what were you feeling during that time? Well I'm tell you it was a it was a lot of emotions. Uh, it was a lot of anger, it was a lot of frustration, a lot of depression, uh, you know. I mean when when the doctor told me that that day I I had you know my fist was balled up I almost punched him you know wow. I mean I know it wasn't his fault right I it, basically he told me what I had and then everything else he said sounded like you know Charlie Brown's teacher wow you know but <laughs> but yeah I mean I went through a period and and you know I was a Christian before and and I talked to God and I prayed to God and I I said a lot of things you know you might not should say to God I mm. was angry I was like why me you know sure. woe is me quite a bit but. Yeah. You know, it doesn't do any good to, to stay in that hole. Um, I eventually... Yeah, but that's it, easy to say that, man. Some Well, you said that was 14, that was seven years, seven and a half years ago. It's easy to say that looking back, but when you're in that spot and you've had your sight and now it's gone, wow, man. I mean, it's it's easy to say looking back that, yeah, woe is me and all that stuff, but in the moment, that's got to that's be just... I mean, you wake up in the morning and it takes the breath away from you kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, it, and, you know, my job pretty much completely, you know, was dependent upon my eyesight. I mean, in fact, they called me eagle eye at work. Right. I, I, I'm the one, everybody else couldn't identify a, a small component or something like that. They, they'd call me over, come over here, eagle eye. And I, I'd knock the magnifying glass out the way and, you wow. know, I'd read whatever it was. That's amazing, so, man. So it was, you know, a big change of pace. And, and you know, I started talking with blind services, um, uh, which was in Roanoke, my closest one. And they started telling me, well, you know, you can learn to do some different things without your sight and, um, it, you know, telling me I could work again and I could uh, navigate around. Uh, may not be able to drive a vehicle, but mm -hmm. I could get around independently. So it, things were starting to get a little bit encouraging. Might not be easy, might be a different way of doing things. But as soon as I started to get encouraged, and, I, you know, I was always determined, ready to do stuff, but... Um, 
then we found out my wife had breast cancer. Wow. So it was, uh, it was one after another in, in 2014. But man, it, you know. So, so what do you do with that? I mean, she's there trying to encourage you, and and probably in some ways she's you know thinking, what's our life going to look like? Then it turns around and she's got breast cancer, and you've got to try to encourage her. Both of you guys, man, what that that that's got to be a hard hole to be down in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it definitely was. I, I'd say it it hurt me more you know, her going through her situation than what I was actually dealing with. Mm. You know, it was, it was a combination of the two, but... People say situations like that will either break your faith or it will make your faith stronger. What, did, what, 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 what would you say it did for you? I think it's made my faith stronger, definitely. I mean, it, you know, maybe not at first. It was, it was a fight to, to get through it and all, and a lot of fighting with God. Mm. Um, but... You know, a lot of things happened through it, and I mean, after I lost my sight, I had to go six months without any income at all. Wow. Um, my wife had to go about six weeks, and I don't understand how anybody, you know, makes it like that, but I didn't have a backup plan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> since then, I've took a, a Dave Ramsey class, and I still don't have a great backup plan, but maybe I've got a little bit more since than I did now as far as saving money or whatnot. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we we were in a situation. We had doctor bills coming in, and we had our regular bills, and, and we had nothing. And, you know, I'd never, I'd never been one to ask anybody for anything. Um, I've always kind of followed along the old, old Charlie Daniels song. That I ain't never asked nobody for nothing mm -hmm. if I can't get it on my own, <laughs> you right. know. Right. And, and that was kind of my attitude. But And, and I, I used to go to church pretty regular when I went in. I might uh, put a five in the offering plate one time, might put a 20 in next time, you, you know, whatever. I'd, and I went to church once a month, twice a month, whatever. But in going through this period where we had nothing and didn't know how we were going to survive, didn't ask for a dime for anybody, but family, friends, churches, community, everybody just chipped in and, and helped us out. People we didn't even know, people that I knew were in bad situations their self would send us money. And it, you know, it really just put me in awe and just like, I, do I even deserve this? I mean, yeah. to me, just like I said, with God's big crew, it's amazing what God can do. With, well, God was doing that is what I seen. I mean, Man, that it, is so cool. That's... Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, he, he helped us out and I'm not sure I even deserved it. So it, it really kind of, kind of changed my perspective on the whole thing. And it made me, take less for granted and be more thankful and it you know change my perspective on a lot of things so. so you said a minute ago that um you you said a lot of things to god maybe some things i shouldn't have argued with god fussed at god what would you say to somebody who you know you said you were in church and so you've been taught a lot of things but my, my guess is there might be people who are listening to this who are going through some hard things and they really are angry at god maybe they get a sense that I know I'm not supposed to fuss at God. What'd you learn about how God interacts with people? Like, I guess what I'm asking is, um, did you did you see that that God will allow His children to to vent and, and all of those kinds of things, and, and that's 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 part of the process? I think so. Yes, I, I think that helped me to get a better relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Really, I mean, you know, like I look back, like, wow, I I really prayed that, you know, I really yeah. said that, but. It, it, I think it's just a point you go through, and 
And I mean, you know, Jesus went through a lot of things probably worse than any of us have. And I mean, he's that's why he's there. He done the, the ultimate sacrifice. So it's nothing you can't talk to God or about. It's the way I look at it. Well, I love that, man. I, th I think that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm still trying to figure a lot of this stuff out, but you know, we, we ask these questions like why do bad things happen to good people? And, you know, I, I think the, the simple answer theologically that we come back to a lot of times is because we're people that are still living in a broken world and sin is still here and there's still brokenness, this isn't heaven, all those kinds of things. But I think what I see, man, when I look at the garden of Eden before, before, uh, before sin showed up, God was walking through that garden, talking to men and women. Things were perfect. They were in perfect communion, and then then sin shows up, and all that kind of stuff happened, and then everything was broken. But God had a beautiful plan. When I look at what's going on, like what happened with you, all those bad things happened. I love the story of people pouring out money, and you going six months without income, and, and God just made it all happen. To me, that just says... Yes, you're going to have to go through some hard things, but you're my child, and I'm going to make sure you have what you need. Does that sound like that's on track? Yeah, yeah, sounds sounds about right to me. I mean, my way of saying it, it, it I kind of got a message from God during the period. It kind of, and maybe I didn't listen to it so great, but He kept telling me when I was angry and stuff, "Is I'm going to show you how much I love you," mm. and that's basically what He did. You know, I mean. Because, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of great people that support us, but I don't think any of them supported I think God told them to do it, you know. Wow. that's You know, I can't help but draw in a parallel, man, because you said you said this happened in January of 2014. Um, one of the big events in my life was in October of 2014 when my first wife passed away pretty suddenly and all of that kind of thing. But I remember the first message that I preached when I came back to church after that happened, it's kind of trying to explain to people what I was feeling and what I was going through. And one of the things I said in that message was, the only way I know how to describe it is it felt like I was falling off of a cliff. Everything's spinning out of control, but God gave me a sense of knowing that you're gonna fall for a while, it's gonna hurt, it's gonna suck for a while, but it's gonna be like there's a trampoline at the bottom and you're going to hit that, and you're going to bounce back, and things are going to be better. And what I meant, I can look back on that and see that that's exactly what he did, man. The, the, the pain that I went through, the struggle that I went through, he he turned that into something better. And I think I can see that happening in your life. Would you agree with that? Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. And, it, and said you don't understand why, you know, bad things happen to good people and, and that type of stuff. And And definitely I've looked at this that way before. But a lot of times I look at, I think, you know, this was in the plans all along, and, and God's using me through this. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd share an example with several groups. I, you've heard it. I'm sure everybody on the podcast hadn't heard it, but um, it was uh, a few years ago. I was walking across the street, and there used to be a little diner where I live at. They've since moved. It's called a Heartline Diner. But anyway, just... Uh, Walking through there, it was a light rain outside. It was the guy that, that went to eat over there that morning. I went and sat down at the counter, and I knew the people there real well, being a, a close diner. And we're, we're just going to call the guy's name Bob just to say a name. But he uh, sits down at the counter, and, and Deborah, the owner there, says, How you doing, Bob? And he's like, oh, I ain't feeling too good. And she says, Well, you know, you're normally not here at this time of day. Aren't you going to work? And he says, No, I got a headache. I don't feel like working today. 
But then he looks out the window and he, he sees me crossing the street in the rain and looks back and says, Deborah, you know that guy? And she said, yeah, that's Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what they nicknamed him there. And she, he, she said, well, he's, uh, he's probably going heading to work. He usually goes catch a bus at this time. And uh, so he paused for a few minutes and then he, he looks back at her and he says, you know, I, I didn't already order my food. I'll pay for it if you want, but I got to get out of here. I'm going to work. He said, if that, if that guy can do it, so can I. Wow, so, that's cool. so, you know, that's just a situation. I mean, and, and there's other examples too. That's just one that hits me in the head that I remember because at that time I wasn't even trying to do anything. I was just doing my normal daily routine and, and I just encouraged this guy, inspired him you know, to try to do what he needed to do, even though he was feeling pain, you know. Man, so let's talk about that just a minute, because you, let's just put this out there. You're a pretty ornery old cuss. I mean, you you, you are hard-headed, and you are, um, you, you are going to do things or bust. And, and here's what I mean. I see old Jimmy Nestor, I'll be coming down Piney Forest, and you got people that'll stop and ask if you want to ride. Nah, I'm good, man. There goes my guy walking down. For people who aren't from Danville, uh, Piney Forest Road is one of the one of the busy busy uh, streets in our town. Man, cars going everywhere, four or five lanes of traffic. And here's my guy, Jimmy, walking down through there with his cane and uh, just just very independent, man. How how did you develop that sense of independence? And I guess maybe the question, too, is how do you get over the fear of being out in the world on your own, can't see, and, and I'm just I'm just going to do it. And, you know, you're hard-headed. How would you get that way, man? Well, you call it hard-headed or stubborn. I like to call it self-determination. <laughs> that sounds better. Go ahead and go with that, Steve. <laughs> but, you know, I did six months of training in Richmond at um, Virginia Rehabilitation Center of the Blind and Vision Impaired. Um so I just didn't jump into it and, and do it without proper training. I hear you. And in Richmond area, it's pretty normal to see blind people walking around with canes and, and whatnot. Around here, not so normal. But I guess I'm determined to do it because I've had my independence all my life, and I've never been one to ask for help. I was always everybody else's driver, and I appreciate everybody that offers me rides. And, yeah, if it's a pouring down rainstorm or, or – 10 degrees outside or something like that, I might accept it here and there. <laughs> but the most part, it feels so good to do it on my own wow. that it doesn't matter if it takes me 30 minutes to do it, it takes you five minutes, or, or just like today, I, I met you over here, and um, I got off work at 3 o'clock, I caught a bus and transferred. It took me an hour to get here, and well, I was five minutes away. Wow. But, you know. I knew uh, better than to ask you if I could pick <laughs> you up and bring you over here because I knew what the answer was going to be. Right. But it, it just feels good to do it on my own. And it, that's a big thing I learned from that school is, you know, I didn't even, when I were, was going for the training, I thought all I wanted to learn was technology so I could learn to use my laptop, learn to use my phone. And that stuff, definitely I needed to learn that. And I'm still learning some of that. Wow. But the the biggest thing I learned there was was how to navigate and get around on my own, how to, how to use my cane, how to... Um, you know, find places, how to use cardinal directions, and, and a lot of the stuff's common sense, but it's just, it's a different way of thinking about things, a different way of, of doing things, you know. Yeah, you told me the other day something about I was 
we were talking about directions and I was talking about left to right. You said you, you work with east to west because you can tell where the sun is. Is that what you were saying? Right. Well, you know, left to right depends on which way you're facing. <laughs> you turn around, it might be the other way. You know, that, that might make a whole lot of sense whether you got sight or not. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, man, just watching you operate some, I think it would be interesting to people to hear a little bit of what the tools are that you use day in and day out. Um, so, like, I've seen you using your cane. Um, I've watched you going up steps and kind of just trying to watch how you use that cane to get around. I've seen you using your phone. Are those, those are some of the tools that kind of make day in and day out a little bit easier to get around with, I guess. Yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. And, and I'm blessed to be... Uh, to have low vision or blindness in a time where technology is so great mm -hmm. because I have, I've learned Braille, um, learned the entire code, learned how to, the Nemeth code, which is how you do math in Braille. Um, but I'm very slow. Um, I've worked with my hands all my life. Like I said, I was an electronic technician for almost 20 years and sensitivity in my fingers is not that great. So it's, it's very wonderful and amazing that, you know, I have my phone, that I can use so many things. The iPhone has voiceover. It's already built into it. Yeah. Um, uh, Apple has blind engineers that... Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah that, that help engineer things that are already set up in the phone. And, of course, there's all kinds of apps I can I use as well. But Man, thank God for technology, though. I mean, it's things definitely. like that. That's life-changing, isn't it? Definitely. definitely so yes. go back just a minute. You were talking about how before all this happened, you had a career and, and, and deal with electronics and those kinds of things. And now um, let's talk about O'Kelly's a little bit. And, and I'll give a shout out to, to, the, to the ownership at O'Kelly's. I, I know when, as you and I have talked before, how they have uh, given you an opportunity and maybe some opportunities that maybe some other folks wouldn't have. And I understand that they're, they're pretty good about, uh, about giving folks opportunities like that. But uh, tell us a little bit about your, about your job and, and some of the things that you, that you do on a daily basis. Well, I'll start off with, I'll say, you know, we did live in uh, Chatham, which is, you know, those are not familiar with the area. It's a little outside of the city. Um, wasn't anything I could walk to or anything. And uh, I had a job at a little restaurant in Chatham there. But we moved to Danville to where I could use buses and walk and, um, it, you know, be more independent here. Um, and after I moved here, I probably applied, I'm going to say, 30 different jobs. And, you know, a lot of them said, uh, oh, yeah, 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 we'd love to have you. I talked to them on the phone. Or either I was overqualified or underqualified. Like I said, I had a, uh, a degree in electronics, and it just kind of hard to get back into that with, what a, with my eyesight situation. But I interviewed with several people, and they would make different excuses. Or I'd say, oh, I'll call you. But it seemed like as soon as they seen my cane and my sunglasses, it was kind of, it, you know, you know the answer was no. Right. So, but I, I walked into uh, O'Kelly's for that interview that day, and um, they hired me right on the spot. Mm. It, it's all I could do not to bust out in tears. I mean, wow. I'm a man, cool. tough guy, you know, but I was, <laughs> I was fighting back the tears. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I've been there a little over four years now, and I've... Um, Wendy, my operations manager, has uh, uh, titled me as kitchen manager, so I guess that's what I am. But I basically I make all the chicken salad and the barbecue there. Um, I handle all of the uh, the freight that comes in. 
Um, basically, handle all the dirty work, you, you know, trash, dishes, all that yeah. type stuff, and have a little crew that, that works with me. And of course, I, I use their eyesight to help me at times. Most part, I can do everything on my own, but it, there's a few things here and there that I um, get assistance with. But everybody's there, great at working with me. And uh, a big part of what helped me do well there, I think, is because when I started working there, there was. Um, a young guy that trained me, he's the youngest of the Kelly brothers, uh, Josh Kelly, and uh, he was willing to work with me and let me do whatever, and you know, he watched me and made sure I'd done my job right, but we, we also picked on each other and had a good time. I made blind jokes, and he made <laughs> jo jokes about being tall and yeah. other stuff like that, That's you know? Cool. So, um, it, it was a good relationship to start with, and working with him, helped me to uh, to learn the job and get to where I'm at now with it. So he lets you do some things that maybe other people didn't think you could do? Right, right. I mean, I mean, a lot of times in other situations, I get it, you know. Like I said, I was sighted for 36 years of my life, and, um, you know, most a lot of people seem to be scared of me or, or, you know, scared to allow me to try things, and, and I get it, I mean. Well, things might could be dangerous or something, right. you know, or well, I might could make a mistake, but hey, I'm going to try it anyway yeah. is the way I look at it. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. I'm scared to be around you sometimes because I feel like if I'm 100 yards away from you, you hear my voice and you, <laughs> I can't sneak <laughs> up on you. You, <laughs> you always always seem to know when I'm around. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> can't, can't, um, can't miss that voice. You know, the, the other thing, though, man, talking about your work is I love how you talk about yeah, you do the, the, the dirty jobs and, and hauling the freight and all of that kind of thing, but it sounds like you get to do some training too. And, and I think that's really cool that you um, get to, so, so you get to work with some of the other folks in there and teach some folks how to do things. Is that right? Yes, yes, definitely. You enjoy doing that kind of thing? I do. Yeah. I do. Definitely do. I'm, and you know, I've had some younger guys work with me that have um, kind of moved on to other opportunities, and I've had a good relationship with them, and I'm really happy for them as they. As they move on, I, I've got a good group of guys we're working with now. At, um, it, you know, I enjoy working with them too. So, I'm probably a little bit older than you, a few years older than you, but you and I aren't that far apart in age. And guys like us can be very critical of younger guys uh, who maybe have opportunities to just get out and do things. But, you know, our, our age group, we fuss about guys that are sitting around the house and, you know, living at mom and dad's house until they're 40 years old, playing video games and all that kind of stuff. When you talk about um, your freedom and realizing what you had and, and, and just how much it means to you now, what would you say to somebody who maybe has the opportunity to do a whole lot more and they're not taking advantage of that? Well, um, I mean, it's... For me, like I said, I learned not to take things for granted. I've learned now, every morning when I wake up, I start off with a prayer to God, you know, thank you for my hearing. Thank you for my physical body. And I mean, thank you for allowing me to walk and be independent because I am blessed with a whole lot. And you gotta always, I mean, somebody like that, I guess I would say just, you know, remember your blessings and take advantage of them, use them. Cause you might not always have them. That's good, man. And you know. Go, go forth and put forth effort towards whatever you can do. Yeah. That's good, man. So I'm sure that being being blind, especially being newly blind, you probably were stumbling through some things and figuring out some things. Um, 
Do you have any good stories that you think our listeners might enjoy? If you can uh, put 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 a little put yourself in that in that spot where you're telling a funny story, you got any good stories you can tell that you think they would appreciate? Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, one that everybody seems to enjoy that um, I, some of these people listening to podcasts have heard, but I'm sure many have not. But I was uh, been blind about a month. And um, just stuck at home, sitting around doing nothing, listening to depressing news all day. Mm. Um, it was in April and uh, 70-some degrees outside and sunny. Beautiful day. I, I just couldn't stand it anymore. So I, I remembered that I had some uh, stain out in my building. And learned if my back porch and front porch, both, they needed to be stained and got in kind of rough shape. So I said, well, I'm going to do something. I'm going to enjoy this day. So I went out there, and I got the stain out, and I, I shook it up, stirred it up. Got, I had my brush, had everything I needed, and I I didn't clean the porch off real good. So I went to staining my porch. And I have uh, dark sunglasses that I keep on now, but because the sight that I do have is very sensitive to light. So I had to have super, the sunglasses I have now are 2% light transmission. Um, the ones that I had then were not. You can get mm. the darkest things Oakley has, and they're like 9%, I think, because okay. I checked all around. But anyway, so I had to take breaks from the sunlight now, and I, I stained that porch. Just a regular-sized porch goes on the back of a single-wide trailer. But um, I was out there about three or four hours, spent a good part of the day, took breaks, but finally done it. And I was so proud of myself that I accomplished something. Sat down on the couch in the house, and... About a half hour later, my wife comes home. I was so excited my accomplishment. She walks in the door. She says, why do you have yellow paint on your shirt? (laughs) (laughs) I said, yellow paint? Mm. I said, no, you were colorblind. That right there is stained. (laughs) I said, let me show you what I did today. (laughs) And uh, she she walks around and looks at the back porch. And sure enough, I painted the whole thing bright yellow. (laughs) We we had three cans of... uh, of stain and then we had one can of uh yellow paint where i had painted my stepdaughter's room about a year before that so i <laughs> i had four choices and i picked the one that was wrong out of that see that's hilarious to me because yeah. you knew exactly where i was going with that little setup because i've had <laughs> I've, I've heard you tell that story i've had i've, I've kind of led you into that story half a dozen times but it's still funny to me every time man yeah yeah um well that's cool man i um Let's let's talk about some of the other stuff you do outside of work. Like like you're here at church an awful lot, man. You um, tell me a little bit about your small group. You guys are in a small group. What what what, what do you get out of that thing? Well, they like me to cook. So. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. You, you brought a pan of uh, blueberry French toast by the house after our house burned a while back, and that was amazing. Yeah. Now I I've really enjoyed our small group. I say, like me to cook. We, hey, we all cook, and we, we all, um, you know, take turns at different houses, and, um, and we we've got a lot of great chefs in in our group. And yeah. some that aren't so much chefs, they might pick up a lasagna or, or <laughs> a pizza or something like that, and that's great too. But but we get together and and we share our relationships together, and I mean share God together, and we've been going through a book where a couples group, so we've been learning about marriage and trying to, you know, all help guide each other because it's a lot, um, 
it's a lot better to do things through a group than it is to try to do it you know, by yourself. Oh, that's cool. Speaking of a couples group, right now would be a fantastic time for you to give a shout out to your lovely bride. Uh, let, let your audience know a little bit about how blessed you are with your wife and how she helps you with some things. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> her, her name's uh, Patricia. And like I said, uh, you, you know, we've been through this journey together and yeah. she had breast cancer right after I had blindness, but, but she came right out of that. And I mean, just had to have, um, the surgery didn't have to have uh, chemo radiation or any of that type of thing. Okay. So that, that's truly been a blessing. But, you, you know, we, we work together. We've been through this fight together. And, yeah. and we, we still um, strive for all we can do every day. She's, she's watching my, my granddaughter right now. I'm missing yeah. seeing her. But. Yeah, that's good, man. <laughs> I tell you, man, thank God for a, a wife that helps you along sighted or unsighted we 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 need our we need our wives to help us along the way and uh, thank god for that i'm thankful for you man i know when we were uh moving into this building that we call our church home now a year or so ago doing some work you were over here man you can't keep you down you if i remember right you were doing a little electrical work and i think i heard you say you're a whole lot better at demolition than you are at building stuff is that right yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's a great thing I love about this church as well. It really made me feel a part of it because I, I walked in here like we was talking earlier. A lot of people scared to let me do anything. Well, well, I walked in here. It's like, what can I do? And one of the guys handed me a sledgehammer and said, "Go at it." I was like, "I got you." Well, that's, so, that's yeah. kind of like our trip to, to Tennessee with God's pit crew. I know there were some folks thinking, what is this guy going to be able to do? Man, I was amazed at you. Here's a construction site that you've just walked on to. It's changing, not every day, but throughout the day, different things. And, and you were able to make your way through there, um, stepping around things and, and navigating. And, and, and you know, I, I know it probably got frustrated for you at times because you couldn't do everything that was being done. But anytime there was a job that you could get involved in, we were trying to get it get it to you. And, man, you jumped in. And I, all those guys were just amazed at how much you could do, man. That was really cool. Yeah, that, that was definitely, definitely a good experience. I mean, it, it was a great experience just being involved and just – witnessing what God's pit crew does and just being even a small part of it. Yeah. But yeah, and a lot of times around there, I walked very slow. Really? <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a large hole over there that I almost went in a couple of times. <laughs> but, yeah, you I, did great. I, I avoided it for the most part. Well, man, I sure did enjoy that trip with you getting to, to spend some time, uh, uh, bunking up in the same room, me and you and Joe and Ben and Matthew, the time he was there, that was good. Riding back home, we had a, man, what a great ride. Just it, it seemed like the time just flew by while we were talking, heading back home. So I enjoyed that. And that's why I wanted to introduce you to this audience and uh, just let you share your story. So anything else you want to add before we wrap up, man? Well, I mean, like I said, just, just what this uh, journey has been for me, and I'm still learning every day. Um, I have a little bit of functional eyesight, but it, it's about enough to, to screw up. But I, <laughs> I, I, I'm learning all the time. And like I said, what all this has done for me has really made me have a better relationship with God. Um, it was definitely a big change of pace going from fully sighted, being nicknamed the Eagle Eye, to now being nicknamed daredevil i mean yeah, it kind of kind of totally different right. but what it showed to me with everybody helping us and all it it also helps me uh feel a lot different when the offering plate comes around too so mm. i mean basically I'd, as soon as i get paid 10 percent of minimum comes right off the top because 
God allows me to do what I do is the way I look at it now. So That's beautiful, man. Um, and I'm, I'm a lot more thankful. I don't take things for granted. Um, I, I still get frustrated, uh, you know, quite a bit at times, but I still have, I have a different perspective than I, than I used to. And I guess the, the big verse, um, of scripture that always sticks with me, um, since I've been through this is, um, James chapter one, verse two. And basically, um, I might butcher it, but my interpretation of it is, when trials and tribulations come your way, think of them as an opportunity for greater joy. That's awesome. And, and and I do. I mean, like the example I used with, you know, the guy changing his mind about going to work at, at the Heartline Diner. Well, I've ran into millions of situations like that. And it, you know, if I can encourage and inspire somebody else, it 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 makes me happy. So. Well, bro, you have encouraged me and inspired me, and and, and truly, you have challenged me, man, because you. You you go through your day with such a such a positive attitude and, and don't let anything hold you down. I, I know you probably think you hear me say that sometimes. You think Jeff doesn't know how many struggles I go through and how irritated I get. But man, what I see from you is just a, a real inspiration to folks to keep going and to uh, make the most of what you got. And, and bro, what you have is an awful lot. Uh, I want to encourage you and just. I hope I've told you this before. I hope I've told you this recently, man. But I want to encourage you that that you have so much to offer, man. Um, things that have nothing to do with sight or without sight. Your your attitude, your encouragement, man. You got uh, just smart guy and hardworking and fun to be around. And we just we just love you around here, man. So I, I sure do appreciate you coming on, and taking a little time with us today. All right, thank you, and enjoyed it. And also, I was going to say, if uh, just talking about God's pit crew earlier, and uh, Thank God's Pit Crew is a great organization, does a great lot, a lot of great things. Just remember, uh, if you want to volunteer with them, it's so easy, even a blind man can do it. <laughs> That's right. You sure did. You, I got pictures of you underneath that house, uh, putting up insulation and, and driving in some nails. Did a great job. Um, hey, guys, we're going to start to wrap things up now. But uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, if you like this format, like listening to podcasts, a couple of other podcasts that you might want to check out um uh if you know my wife jackie lynch she has a, a podcast where she typically has uh some of her friends typically ladies and it's called my green chair you can find it on uh spotify or itunes or anywhere you get podcasts you'll love that whether you're a lady or not jackie's hilarious and she always brings a lot of uh encouragement and, and great guests onto that also, if you like this podcast, you can also check out um, our messages from Compassion Church at our Compassion Church Messages podcast. Again, available everywhere. Uh, those are just, just the recordings of our messages, but uh, hopefully you'll get something out of that. So that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Uh, Jimmy, thanks a lot for hanging out with us, man. We're going to hit the end button, and we should be back in another week. So you guys, if you enjoy this, uh, share it, leave some comments, let your friends know, help us to get the word out uh, so that we can encourage some more folks. Thanks for checking in with us. Have a great day.